welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast with Eric and Sarah. This is episode five. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different direction. Yeah. I did not expect that. Today we're going to be talking about the concept of the absurdity of everything, which is something I made up just now. Right. I mean, that's that's the underlying theme of all of our podcast episodes, kind of. That's true. Because it's the underlying theme of so many of our conversations. It's really the, uh, it's a fixture in our relationship. The fact that nothing matters. Well, I, I don't know if that's true, but. Sarah, you said we need a, that was weird. That <laughs> was weird that I called you by your name and looked at you. <laughs> I, I never call, I never call her Sarah. She's babe or baby. Babe. Baby. You said we need a jumping off point for this conversation. Right. I don't have one. That's why I just said the absurdity of everything. Right. But we were in the kitchen not but two hours ago <laughs> talking about just that. Right. How everything is absurd. Well, the entire conversation was spurred on by the fact that I have, as of these past couple weeks, been clearing my life out of a lot of things, a lot of habits. I've been kind of moving towards minimalism. So I've been doing a lot of decluttering. I have tons of... Uh, Tons of old clothes and, and such to bring to Goodwill. I need to do that. So I've been decluttering. I've been kind of doing a no spend and just buying essentials. I totally like kind of boycotted Black Friday. And um, currently I'm also doing the ayahuasca diet, <laughs> the dieta, which is like a spiritual diet that it's recommended you do anywhere between 30 days to two weeks or one week. I don't know. Lots of mixed information out there. Um, but it's recommended that you kind of remove all processed foods and stimulants and all that from your diet. And so, sex. And sex. So, from um, your diet. Right. And so that's supposed to kind of make you more receptive to the plant medicine. So I'm a couple days into that. So I've just removed a lot of things that I used to occupy my time, that I used to stimulate myself and my brain. And what's left is, uh, oh, I don't really know. That's really that's really at the heart of this of this conversation. Right. And if you're curious about um, the upcoming and aforementioned ayahuasca trip, <laughs> I use trip as a double entendre. Yeah. We are going to be talking about that in depth next week. So stay tuned for that. We're not just gonna we're not just gonna brush over the topic. We'll get right. there. Mm -hmm. But we do want to talk about the dieta and yeah. how that's kind of been the the spark for a lot of these the conversations. The most recent existential crises. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because what have you eaten for the last few days? Clementines, <laughs> raw nuts. Right. So you're plain just removing rice. all all processed food. A including sugar and you're supposed to use minimal to no salt. I actually did a completely salt-free, like no table salt yesterday. And I use a little bit today. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, it's the holidays, right? And so much of what makes the holidays the holidays is eating a lot of food. Uh, for me, Historically speaking, I'm not saying that for some people. I mean, there's there's a lot of other great stuff going for the holidays, Especially like being around family and stuff. But what are you going to say? When it comes to food, it's especially festive dessert food. Right. Which is the real killer. 
which Christmas is, cookies. Which is funny because we, especially I, have been on a a shitty food binge. Both of us have. Yeah, we've been going crazy with like all of the holiday stuff. We've been buying cookies and we had the Natamu peppermint bark ice cream. We've had a couple of Starbucks peppermint mochas. <laughs> and two things have happened for me. It was like, all right, I'm going to just eat a lot of food because I'm going to try to lift heavy weights and keep adding weight every week at the gym. You go and bulk. Right, I'm going to bulk. And <laughs> when I try to do that, I just shovel everything into my mouth, which is the wrong way to do it. But the other thing that happened is I didn't like get hurt. I just have so many <laughs> aches and pains when I start lifting heavy weights. So at the same time, I was like, I've, I'm eating too much shit. And also my entire body hurts. So now it's like right before Christmas and I'm like, I'm going to be healthy again. Right. Which is fine because now you have to be healthy. You have to be healthy the week before you go. And the week of. And, and the week the, of. And the couple weeks after. And when you get back. I think I, from what I've heard, it's much easier to be healthy afterwards because you're like intrinsically motivated to right. your body stops craving those things yeah that's what i've heard but and you'll be all you'll be in a different state vulnerable. of mind and you probably won't care as much when you get back right right now you're just nothing's happened yet yeah you're just living a normal life and mm -hmm. not eating soy sauce delicious things right <laughs> and also sarah and i have a very different perception of what healthy is and by perception, I mean definition. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? You're like, oh, I'm going to be healthy. I'm only going to eat Brussels sprouts. And That's not what I... I know. But when I'm healthy, you're like, I thought you were being healthy. Why are you eating chicken nuggets? <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, because chicken nuggets in moderation is fine for me. <laughs> I, it is fine. It is fine. It's fine either way, but we do it, we do it differently is what I'm saying. All I'm saying, Eric has a Eric's body has a much higher tolerance for processed food than mine does. You know, me have having dealt with acne and hormonal issues and fatigue and digestive issues on and off for so much of my life. So, like when I say healthy, I really mean like very minimal processed food. And when I say healthy, I mean really what I mean is eating less, not overeating, and mm. eating less sugar. Right. I, f I find that I don't I don't have a problem like I don't put on weight or feel gross when I eat too much I don't know carbs or fats it's like when I start eating sweets that's when I feel the worst right because sugar, because sugar is, is not... the devil uh, sugar is el diablo I don't know if that's true but who knows yeah, but I mean, there's something about the holidays that really makes you crave all that stuff. And I do think that there's a place for those things. I don't know that it would necessarily be healthy to cut them all out. Part of those cravings have to be because it's cold and makes you and you feel depressed. <laughs> Me I've, personally or in, in general? general? Oh, I've never. Oh, excuse me. I've never lived in a warm place. Right. Or a, sorry, a place that doesn't have winters. Mm hmm. Right. So I don't I don't know what it's like to oh, it's Christmas, but it's 65 degrees. Mm. Right. It's always winter around the holidays. Right. And I'm always, oh, here and we go is, again. This is only my second winter. Right. That's actually really cold because I'm from California. And it'll be your last because we're going to get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Not funny at all. But this whole conversation 
leads us to why why do we care why does it matter what we eat why do we eat the things we do why do we do the things we do Mm. why do we go to the gym right you said you said (laughs) earlier you said something along the lines of why do we get in our cars while it's cold out drive to a large building with other humans and try to make ourselves look better when and i think the root of this or what i what i garnered from this was back in the day mm-hmm. and by back in the day i mean thousands of years ago when none of this shit existed <laughs> no one worried about this people just survived yeah and they were fit because of it and they ate what they could and had to mm-hmm. or didn't at all because so it kind of makes scarce yeah wait what'd you say because food was scarce yes right so it makes us think now everything just feels so wrong when you look at it from that perspective. Right. It's weird. It's weird. I don't mean to be dismissive of all the things that I do and enjoy or have enjoyed, but I just have been looking at things more critically lately because I don't know. I, I really don't know. <laughs> it's very nihilistic in a way, right? Yeah. At least that's how I feel about it. That's not how I typically feel, though. Like, no, it's I'm very, not. I'm very kind of opposed to that viewpoint because I do think things are meaningful. And I mean, even if we were in like a simulation or if you're a brain in a tank. What do you mean I'm if a brain we were in a, in a simulation? <laughs> and, and even if, like, we, we still find meaning in, in our individual existence, right? Yeah. But, I mean, as far as what you were just saying about going to the gym, like... I've just started to question, like, why do I, here's what I'm, here's what I'm thinking. It's hard to know what you really want when you don't know. It's hard to pull apart what you want genuinely versus what society has programmed you to want. So when I think about, like, yeah, I love lifting. It makes me feel empowered and it helps me shape the body that I want. I'm like, well, who told me what body to want? You know, there's nothing, like... Media and Instagram, essentially, right? Because beauty standards change all the time. And even though, I don't know, it's just so hard to know what's authentic to you. Do you think we intrinsically... Like like, big butts and we cannot lie? (laughs) Yeah, and do you think we intrinsic... Do you think intrinsic... I can't even make the joke. I'm trying so hard. Do you think intrinsically brothers cannot lie that's that's what i was going for and i literally could not get it out other brothers right 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 other brothers can't deny but pun intended (laughs) but like do you do you think we actually like what is true like what would we be feeling and wanting if we didn't have any uh example mm-hmm. right from media and right. the world we see in society yeah none I mean, there's there's nothing it's not possible right it's not po- they it's like a it's like an oxymoron right a paradox yeah well i've just been thinking the way we evolved was in small groups this goes back i don't know if we talked about this in the last episode but this podcast um episode this podcast interview i'd listened to with this theoretical computer scientist cal newport i was telling you about this um and he was talking about how 
social media and the way we are always communicating electronically is just so not the way that we were evolved to be communicating. We're supposed to be in kind of small groups. We're designed, our brains are wired to prioritize one-on-one interaction. Like that is the most important thing because preserving that bond with people in your tribe is is so important to your survival. And so now we have, you can be having a text conversation or a DM or a, an email thread with multiple different people. And it's funny, like emails, like now you can go like days without answering and you're like, you don't really have to apologize necessarily. And text is kind of becoming that way as well. Whereas before text, you're trying to respond as quickly as possible. But now like people take days to respond to text sometimes like it's 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 just crazy we're like tabling these conversations that were meant to be kind of cherished and and like had one-on-one and our brains don't like having this um this lack of resolution do you know what i mean like having something open all the time there was this study they did um they only took iphone uh, participants with iphones they told them it was for a different thing right so it was um i don't know what the word is for that kind of study where they set up a fake study, but they're observing something else so they don't tell you about. Double blind? No. Um, no. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So what happened is they only take participants who have iPhones because you can switch off the do not disturb on the... You don't need to go into the phone system. Right. You can the just do, do it with, from the lock screen. Right. Android. So they like had people put their phones um, on a desk um, like away from them. They couldn't have their phones with them. But in the process of taking it away, the administrator, the experimenter, whatever, the turned, turned the do not disturb off so that the phone would ring. Okay. Um, and they were just assuming that people would get some notifications over the course of the study. Right. And they had them do this difficult task. I forget it, what it was. But like any time that the phone rang... And all those trials when the phone rang, the participants did so much worse just because they knew there was like an interaction that they needed to be having. I mean, you know, like my phone's on, well, I guess it's pretty late right now, so I'm not going to. But if I'm doing something and my phone's on do not disturb, I know when I pick it up, I'll probably have something. Right. But I don't care while it's happening. Right. But yeah, if I... But if you know, if I know, no, <laughs> then it, then your brain just can't focus on the task at hand. It puts right. you into this this like fight or flight state, right? And you just can't you can't do things effectively. And what? what? Well, <laughs> it's like it's it's so unfortunate because you should your brain should reserve that feeling for important things, right? Right. Sometimes I'm at work doing something that I don't really care about. Mm-hmm. And I'll be thinking about a new song I'm writing, right? And I cannot focus at my uh, focus on my task, right? Because I'm like, what chord should I put here? Oh, lyrics! Uh, I can't really pull up my phone right now, but I'm gonna because I need to write it down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your brain should be reserved for those moments, right? And when it's when it's using up all that caringness, right? Right? It's like it shouldn't be on a text from your friend. <laughs> Obviously, unless it's important, which is only sometimes. Right. Also, to go back to a point you said a few minutes ago, if you're someone who w- waits days to text someone back, don't do that. 
It's so frustrating. <laughs> Just text back at a reasonable time. I, I'm guilty of this. I know. Not to me, though. That's because I have social anxiety and email and text and DMs really stress me out. If that's the case, it's understandable. But if um, you're just it's like, it's not ideal. I'm not trying to make excuses for myself. It's a really shitty thing. It stresses me out. And I wasn't trying to call you out because you don't do that to me. You do it to everyone yeah, else. Because I love you. I love you too, baby. <laughs> okay, that's that was my that was my thing. I don't know how we got onto this topic me neither, exactly. But I love it. Yeah, I mean, it just it's something I've been this kind of. Go- phones and social media and getting notifications all the time it kind of ties into like detoxing from um like stimulating foods and buying stuff because like when you just have silence and space in your life you're like ooh who am i like what do i actually like what do i want to spend my time on um and as far as notifications go I feel like because I'm always listening to, you know, podcasts and interviews and stuff uh, with like entrepreneurs and successful CEOs and stuff and motivational speakers. And they always say it's terrible to like you should actually like kind of not schedule in when you're checking your phone, but have uninterrupted, uninterrupted, uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Oh I'm turning into Eric. You joked so hard, you you made you messed yourself up. Right. Uninterrupted blocks of time when you are working, where your phone is completely off, because the more there's a cost to switching tasks. So anytime your attention is diverted from the task at hand, it takes you're less effective when you go back to the task, and it just take like you know. Don't, th- don't they say it takes 15 minutes to get totally back on task after yeah, being distracted? There's so many um, like s- stats out there I know, about I just how they, m- what so generally. percentage less effective you are at your task and all of that. But The point is it's enough. Right. You're distracted enough. Right. But think about this. I think so many of us know that, but we are don't like the lives we're living so we're like please distract me you know what i mean take me away from this right nightmare that is living right and how many times do you open your phone to do one thing and then you're like wait how how did i get on instagram how long have i been on instagram right it's insane yeah yeah that's why the iphone tells you how long you've been doing things right to make you uh atone for your sins (laughs) yes right so that's why meditation is so hard because you, everyone has all these things running through their head mm-hmm. and sometimes they're, you know, sometimes they're important things. Like my example, I'm thinking of this song and how it should go and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. But then it's also like, what is my phone doing in the other room while I'm trying to meditate? I should try that again. Meditation? Yeah. Oh, I have been every single day. Have Haven't been? today. Yeah, since I, since I, what, since last, middle of last week, I've been journaling every single day, twice a day. I knew that. And meditating in the middle of the day. Oh, that's because I'm, when I'm not home? Mm-hmm. Ah. I've been doing, sense. actually, I haven't been doing like a free form meditation. I've been doing an audio meditation. What does Melvin do while you're meditating? He's usually outside because it's yeah. only for like 20, 25 minutes. I think I got up to, I was doing like, 10, 10 minute chunks, mm-hmm. I think, which f- doesn't sound like a lot, but if you've ever started meditate, if you've ever been a beginner at meditation, right, it is. 
It is a lot. Yeah. It's hard to not do anything, especially when you're so high strung like I am. Well, that's that's why you need it even more. That is true. You know? Um, on a offshoot, we're getting massages on Friday. Yeah. And I'm excited for that. <laughs> for that reason. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a massage before? Me? Like professionally. Yeah. Oh. Only twice, though. Did you Wait, like them? Twice? Does it you give know, you anxiety? It actually really does. I figured. So the first time I went... I. So I didn't, you know, normal, quote, unquote, normal people do it because it feels good, feels good. Um, But I did it because I wanted to like detox. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a spiritual thing. So I found a practitioner who does like um, Reiki, you know what I mean? Energy healing. Um, And she had a bunch of good reviews. So I went into that last year and I felt weird after last year you remember i was we were still at the other house Uh uh-huh yeah do you remember that i texted you you were playing a show that was the night you yelled at your bassist oh yeah (laughs) i so they say especially if it's your first massage you're really moving like toxins out of your muscles right so you're supposed to super hydrate afterwards maybe take like an epsom salt bath and just just take it easy because all of that stuff is getting dislodged. Um, Ew. <laughs> and I felt so sick afterwards, like yeah. nauseous. I remember I got out of that and I like sat in my car and I was like, eh, weird. Um, I didn't feel bad during the actual experience, but I, I was a little uh, keyed up. I was like anxious. Anyway, and then I went to Target because I felt weird going home and being alone. And Sarah after loves that. Target. I don't anymore because I'm a minimalist. No, I actually, I'm healed. <laughs> I love I love Target, uh, and I went and bought two fall candles because it was right around fall. Then I bought two pumpkin candles. Then I came home and then I drank a lot of water and had a headache and sat in fetal pos- lay in fetal position on the couch for many hours until you got home. <laughs> and then, yeah, then I came home and tell you how told you how I yelled at our bassist. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you told me I was a jackass, probably. I, s- I don't remember. No. Well, do you think you're going to be less anxious this time? Yes. Because this, this isn't the same thing. This is just a massage place. Yeah. And it's not going to be like a weird spiritual experience. It might be. Well, because this lady that I saw, she was like, oh, this emotion is stored here and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had one in Bali, too. Oh, mm-hmm. you did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I also think you're, well, I don't think, I know and you know that you're you're very different than you were last year and then you were <laughs> the year before that. Right. But yeah, I think that's going to be good right before you leave for Costa Rica. Yeah. All right. So the absurdity of everything. <laughs> Am I right? I keep thinking about, I keep thinking about Sapiens, the book. Which I should read at some point, I guess. I should probably finish it at some point, too. <laughs> um, by, what is his name? Noah Harari. Yuval Noah Harari. Yuval Noah Harari, right. And it just, it describes the history of mankind, of person kind. Um, and chimpanzees. And chimpanzees. <laughs> is he Israeli? I think he is. He's Israeli, and for some reason, that word sounds very French to me, the way he says it. Yeah. But he says the word chimpanzees like 
chimpanzees. Yeah. It's very, very entertaining. But it's just this beautiful book about how humans have evolved from when we weren't humans to now. And whenever I get into this mindset of what matters, does anything actually... Life, right. Like, why do we care about anything, any of the things we care about? Mm. I kind of start thinking of it in terms of what was it like before society really existed. Right. And like you said, we were just living in little tribes. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It just doesn't, it doesn't compute in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know? I mean, which isn't to say that the way things were naturally is the best way or the way, or that that's the way things should be. I feel like a lot of the advancements we have benefit us, obviously. We're living longer. (laughs) But at what cost? (laughs) I mean, they they benefit us in so many ways, but like... Do our phones benefit us in any way other than just numbing out life? I don't know what it's like to just thoroughly enjoy being, being, playing. Does anyone nowadays? I don't know. I feel has like, anyone ever? I feel like we grew up in a time when that was normal. I mean, we still had TV, but I, I mean, I myself watched very little television growing up, and I spent so much time like drawing things and I loved art supplies and singing and running around the block singing pretending I was Pocahontas um and I I feel and just because I grew up in a conservative household and I didn't have a phone till pretty late like sophomore year of high school and I didn't like I remember having to ask my parents to log me into the internet to a pretty late age as well, I I didn't have all of those distractions for the longest time. And I, that was when I was the most creative and I was writing so much and making so much art. And then when those things became like readily accessible to me, that's when I stopped. And I have to kind of mourn that sometimes. And I don't know. I just think I have this, I have such of a, I have such a negative kind of outlook on it I think because you're a grump I'm a grump (laughs) but I think like okay well when I have a day off of work and I we do the podcast and I make music and go to the gym or run or whatever like so productive I'm like okay in between all those things I like sit on the couch and pull out my phone and look at reddit and I'm like okay this is bad but why is it bad okay I'm numbing out what am I numbing out at this point should I just be sitting here staring at the wall? I, well, I don't think... Oh, two things. I don't think it's necessarily bad. Yeah. Like, certainly there are things that you've learned on Reddit or, you know, relationships you've formed on Instagram, like ours, um, mm. that you are glad for. I think... But I think you know when it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. Well, yeah. I think only you can tell when it's a problem. Well... I can guarantee, well, not, now, now that I said it out loud, I feel like I can't, but I feel like there's a very large chance that everyone listening has at some point been on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook laying there on their phone or computer thinking, I hate myself right now for still doing this, yet I'm still looking at it, right? It doesn't happen all the time, right? Because sometimes I'm just like, oh, Instagram, whatever. Okay, I'm done with that. 
But there are some times that I'm like, why, why haven't I gotten up yet? Why am I still looking at this fucking phone? Right. right? Yeah. And that's the part that's not the best. Yeah. I mean, if as soon as you're not really in control of what you're, how you're spending your time anymore is when you start to question whether it's serving you. Right. And it's crazy that we let ourselves, what, something takes over, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's allowing us to do that. Uh, weird transition, but what else is absurd? <laughs> like, what other things do you think about that you're like... Wait, oh, can I can I just go back to that topic? Absolutely. This is really important. We may have talked about this before. I mean, you and I certainly have, but maybe even on the podcast before. But I just, um, I hear a lot about the importance of boredom. Like, boredom is very important because that's... We create art when we're bored, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that space is what allows inspiration to come to us. And it's what makes us innovative because art, we design art to occupy our minds too, right? Yeah. And so when you're not even allowing boredom to happen because you're just constantly scrolling like and it's not just in, it's not just social media platforms i think it's possible to kind of abuse most things oh yeah i mean one of my new things now now that we started the podcast again and cute threat has music and i have music out is instead of pulling out reddit or instagram or something i'll go to the anchor app and i'll be like how many plays do we have Oh, how many how many listens do our new songs have? Whatever, right. and you know, every time I check, it goes up like one, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Ooh, cool!" Yeah. I'm like, "I should stop doing that." And I, I, it feels mildly productive for me to do that, and mm. for me to, for the fact, like the fact that I care about it right. enough to look at it, is positive in a way. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, it's another just like, let's do something. I don't care what it is. Yeah, I. I think even things that traditionally you'd think were good for you, you can also kind of numb out with mm-hmm. or distract yourself with. Like I myself, I'm always, I'm like a studier. That's what I do. And I have caught myself just binging their informative videos or interviews on YouTube. But at some point, like your brain kind of goes numb. There's only so much you can learn. There's only so many times you can hear the same successful, wealthy person give you a given piece of advice before you kind of just have to get up off the couch and take action. Right. Yeah. So that's my flaw. My fatal flaw is that I just learn, 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 learn eternally and it's much harder for me to actually take the steps that I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to go back to boredom and boredom creating art, I had this moment the other night where right before bed at like 11.15, I took Melvin out. And I was just outside standing on the patio while he was sniffing around to do his business. <laughs> and I looked up at the moon and I was just like, what <laughs> is that? So the moon hit your eye like a big pizza pie. Let's amore. <laughs> uh, wait, did we talk? Oh no, we didn't talk about uh, Portobello. But what is it? Portobello, Patroste. Real quick story. 
Sarah made a dish. It was portobello pot roast. And I said in an Italian accent, portobello pot roast. And now I can't stop saying it and Sarah hates it. Anyway, <laughs> the moon hit my eye this night like a big pizza pie. Like a big portobello pot roast. Right. <laughs> and, and I just had a very what is life dude moment, which is part of this topic that we're talking about now, which is what is that thing? Is that moon? Is the moon even real? How do I know that's real? Um, and because that's the only thing I was doing in that moment was staring at the moon. Right. I came inside and I was like, what if you had instead been on Reddit looking at kids getting hurt? That's Instagram. <laughs> oh, Thank you very much. Really? Honey. Oh, I yeah, thought it was r slash kids getting hurt. No, it's at kids getting hurt. Oh. And it is funny. Yikes. Big yikes. Great. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> so I came inside and Sarah was like, oh, you're ready to go to bed. And I'm like, give me a second. I have to go downstairs and write something because I just stared at the moon for too long. And it inspired me to think about the absurdity of everything. And it was great. Boredom <laughs> created art. It wasn't, it, but it didn't feel like boredom. Exactly. It felt like nature. When, when I hear people talk about being bored, like, I don't know what that means. I don't know that I've been, I've never had so little to do that. I, maybe if you're like, in line at the DMV and you're strapped down and you can't do anything, then I'd be bored. But I don't know what this boredom thing that people talk about is because I've never, I've never, I've never not had something to be freaking out about. (laughs) (laughs) I think naturally humans probably can't, I don't want to say can't be that bored. I'm sure someone who knows more about science can correct me. But I'm just thinking about being at the DMV and it's like, okay, your your phone's dead, so you can't go on your phone. And okay, so now you, you, now you don't have your phone. But there's probably Muzak playing, like elevator, <laughs> <laughs> elevator music playing, right? And you're like, okay, well, I could focus on that. I can listen to that. Okay, there's no music on. I can look at the people around me and see what they're doing and think about, oh, what does that person look like? I wonder where they're from. Or, like your brain just, does stuff yeah i guess is that being bored i don't know right maybe i mean the closest thing that i can think of when like uh, something i've experienced that that is like the closest to boredom i'd have to say is actually anticipation for some other future event so like being on a plane ride i'm not bored i'm like occupied the whole time but i'm eager to be somewhere else which i guess isn't the greatest feeling (laughs) well something that comes to mind is vsauce the Mm. youtuber slash teacher science guy he did an experiment where he it, it was about isolation but it goes hand in hand with this i think he locked himself in a plain white room for three days under close supervision and what did he have did he make it yeah oh yeah i should rewatch that he had he had Soylent Ugh. as his food. He had water, he had a toilet, and he had a bed. And that's it. Oh, and it was lit the entire time. Yes. Not like, yo, this is lit. But like, it was bright the entire time. Right. But how bored must he have been? I mean, they, they, showed, it, they showed us him being bored. And I, like right. that must be the epitome of boredom. Yeah, but that's not, that's not even a situation that happens in real life. Unless you're stuck somewhere. 
Not in a bright white room, because that that must have disrupted his sleep big time. Do Do you remember remember him talking about that? No. So he's being monitored by people who are also being filmed who can see into the room. And he wakes up and he walks. So he like goes to sleep. He's like, I th- I think it's a it's around bedtime. And he was right. It's like eleven o'clock or whatever. And then he wakes up naturally and he goes up to the camera. He's like. Okay, I slept. I, I'm thinking I slept normal seven and a half, eight hours. So it's it's probably around seven in the morning. <laughs> and, and it shows like a timestamp. It's like 4.30 a.m. Like right. He has absolutely no concept of what time it is. Yeah. That's because you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you're supposed to have a cycle. I want to start. I mean, I, we don't have the freedom to do that because I have to go into a job sometimes. But I really want to start just waking up with the sun oh yeah and going that to bed. is that's the dream well you've been you want to start a whole new schedule a whole new schedule, schedule. i've do you ever i want to know about this there are some things in my life that i've known for the longest time that i just need to do like future successful happy version of sarah does has these attributes does these things and i just can't I have not been able to stick to them. A regular sleeping schedule is one of them. My sleep has been fucked my entire life. Literally my entire life. Two, meditation and um, eating healthy. And I should probably be doing yoga. I don't know why. I just get the feeling that like my ideal self does yoga. Yeah, it's because yoga is super healthy for your brain and your body. Yeah. So you envision yourself doing it. Right. We watched a Matt Devella video earlier, and he was like, you know, I have to wake up and do my morning routine. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have a morning routine. Yeah. Like, we wake up so sp- sporadically, wildly different times every morning. Some days we're up at 8 a.m. on the dot. Sometimes Melvin barfs at 4 a.m., and <laughs> uh, then you go take him outside then. Yeah, Melvin barfed up part of a toy this morning. Why? Why eat it? Just spit it out. You think it was from your work? I do, yeah. You know which toy? There's a blue toy that's falling (sighs) apart. And it was a, um, the piece that came out was a stained blue piece. My son. Our son. My son. But like this morning, we, after that, we went back to sleep and woke up at 9.30. I'm like, there's no regularity. And it sucks, right? right? And there's no, there's no morning. Your schedule has to go back to how it was. Right. Because right now, lately, Eric's been working 10 p.m. shifts. But ending at 10 p.m. Yeah. If I started at 10 p.m., it would be so different. Yeah. And worse. But it's like we don't have a morning routine. And that's something that everyone, everyone who's anyone who's, wait, what is it? Everyone, anyone who's anyone. Is that what it is? Yeah. Anyone who's anyone. <laughs> In like that productivity field of YouTube, yeah. they all say, how you start your day is the most important because it sets you up for the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I basically didn't do anything till 1 p.m. today. And that... Really? I mean, kind of. Yeah, that's the worst. You should never start... Okay, wait, I don't want to be prescriptive here, actually. Don't listen to me. In my my view, in my my life... Your personal opinion, experience... For me, (laughs) as a human, as an individual... (laughs) Not you, listener... (laughs) Starting your day by looking at your phone is the worst thing you can do. 
because immediately you're giving your attention to what other people want from you and not what you want for yourself. And everyone says you're more creative in the morning. So I just know that part of my morning routine needs to be like, wake up, chug some water, do some stretchies, write some stuff. I need to be doing all of like my voice and piano and and music and writing first thing in the morning before the rest of my day has demoralized me. (laughs) (laughs) Before the crushing weight of life. Before I've spent two hours on a voiceover for a a brand deal that I don't want to do. But yes. I got bills to pay, children who need need clothes. What is that? Is that a real song? I got bills to pay, and children. Is it who Billy Joel? Clothes. Is it? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Can we make a morning routine right now? No. What do you mean? I'm gonna write it down. Absolutely not. Why? <laughs> why do? You, why are you so against writing things down? I'm not. I love writing things down. I know. I love lists. But you're the least consistent person I know. Yeah, and I hate that. Which is ironic because when I got start when I first started talking to you, I had this idea that you were this like bam 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 like I don't know, just so r- normal and regular and on top of stuff and disciplined. But you well are as undisciplined as hold I on. am. Hold on. <laughs> what happened to that though? Me? <laughs> yeah, yes. Love? Love. Yes, but why? Right? What? Because why did that happen? If you said to no, my... I think your work happened. Your work, the fact that your schedule is irregular prevents everything mm-hmm. from being irregular. irregular. From being regular, yeah. yeah. I guess that is true. Yeah, that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Plus I hate you, that. Plus you are someone who like dives headfirst into things and then you are like, ooh, I don't actually like that. Well, like this morning you were working on your voiceover and I'm like, okay, I have music to record, but it's vocals. And it's 11 a.m. I can't sing yet. So I like, I don't know what to do in that, in that situation. Sing. Sing? Warm up. Yeah. Some lip trills. Right, but then by the time I'm done warming up my voice, you're like, all right, I'm done. Let's move on with our day. Then I would come help. I'd coach you through your vocals. Would you? You've never done that. Well, you should. You never asked me. That's a very good point. I have this rule that uh, I'm not supposed to... I'm supposed to wait for invitations. I'm not supposed to thrust, foist myself upon people. Foist? Yeah. F-O-I-S-T? Uh, I think that's a word. I, I cannot fact check. Look it up. Should Look I? It up. Okay. Yes. Hold on. Foist. That sounds like a medieval <laughs> weapon. Oh, he hit me with the foist. <laughs> foist. All right. Foist. Impose an unwelcome or unnecessary person or thing exactly. on Exactly. Quote, don't let anyone foist inferior goods on you. <laughs> Why is that the example? Don't let anyone foist inferior goods on you. I have a great right. vocabulary. You do. Did everyone know that Sarah went to Stanford? Shut up. <laughs> uh, I've heard Conan O'Brien's least favorite thing is when people say, oh, yeah, yeah, you went to Harvard. <laughs> he hates it. I guess it makes sense. I don't understand it because I went to a terrible school. <laughs> no, it's not true. All right. Do you want to wrap it up? It's getting late. Is it? What time is it? Uh, 10.57. Oh, my. What are we going to do for the rest of the evening? Uh, sleep. We're going to make spinach. Oh, yeah. We have to eat some greens. Tough to the finish. Okay. Can Strong I just... Strong to the finish? 
are you just trying to rhyme with spinach? No, Popeye the Sailor Man. Um, <laughs> sailor ma'am. <laughs> it's 2019. <laughs> he can be a sailor ma'am. I like how the, the podcast episodes always start so seriously and then they just fall apart. Delirium. Delirium settles upon the podcast hosts. But see, here's the thing. If I weren't doing this dieta, we would go upstairs and watch TV and I would eat three minty Oreos. Oh, yeah. Three of them with Oatly Chaser. That's not what now chaser I can't means. eat anything except for plain unsalted spinach with no oil. Feels bad, man. You, I was going to say, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Feels but, bad. Yeah. But it's like... Emotionally, why? But why? it's like, will there be a point at which it is normal and... It, I don't know. Why am I doing this? Why are you doing which which part? The diet? What's wrong with eating three Oreos with Oatly while sitting in front of the television? Nothing. But isn't the problem that when you go to do ayahuasca, you're going to throw up more? I don't know. I don't know either. One really doesn't know. And when one doesn't know, <laughs> one is happy. John Mulaney joke. Okay, so we are going to wrap it up. Uh, a few administrative things. Oh, God. As per usual. Got, got my list. Oh, my God. All right. Cute Threat, our musical group, has Christmas songs out. Go find them on Spotify, everywhere else. I, Eric Ames, have one single out right now, my debut single. And on Friday, a second one's coming out. Great. Find us on Instagram at Cute Threat. Sarah is at the Sarah Sullivan. I am at the Eric Ames. Um, send us emails at whatislifedudeshow at gmail.com and give us your thoughts about your life and life in general and literally anything that makes you think about these kinds of things. And we will read through them and we might talk about them. Who knows? It'll be good inspo for us. Uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you can. What? I'm just having an anxiety attack over all of the. You hate when I do this, right? I really do. Why? I don't know. Does it feel wrong to you? I don't. I don't know. Okay. I come from a humble background. I don't. Just one pair of shoes between my entire family. That is not true. <laughs> You're just li- straight up lying to everyone. <laughs> Up way to school both ways. Uphill. Are you a grandmother now? <laughs> yes. Back in my day, I, we had to walk uphill to school, and somehow it was uphill <laughs> on the way back. Now get me a minty Oreo. <laughs> you wench. I'm so grateful for minty Oreos. We didn't have those growing up. They, they hadn't even been invented. They're not even minty Oreos. They're peppermint-flavored Sprouts brand <laughs> cream cookies. Brand. They're not even that good. <laughs> what? The mint Oreos are by oh. far better. No. It's the green dye that really does it. All right. Sorry to interrupt your... Scheme? braggadociousness Well, you stopped me right before the uh, hardest one to say. If you love the podcast and would like to support it, you can go to anchor.fm slash whatislifedude slash support, maybe. I don't know. There's a link in the podcast description. You can do a monthly donation, and we would love that, and it would help us make more podcast episodes, but you really don't have to, but we would love it if you did. We'll find some incentive uh, for people who donate. And tell your friends, play it for your mom or something. I think I think we do a good job here at What Is Life, Dude. <laughs> what, we don't know what this podcast is about. It's under self-improvement, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, we're definitely not improving ourselves. We're improving or anyone. others. 
<laughs> I think we're improving ourselves. We're going to have a morning routine. Yeah. <laughs> Starting January 3rd. Yeah, as soon as your schedule goes back to normal and we can wake up at the same time every day. Right. It's hard when some days I work till 10 p.m. and some days I work till 5 p.m. It's really not great. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. We will talk with you next week while Sarah is in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. You'll hear something that's called a pre-recorded episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's called batching them. (laughs) We love you. You're great. Thank you for listening. Sarah, take us out. Goodbye. (laughs) Sarah's like, what the (laughs) fuck do I do? You've never asked me to do that before. Farewell. Farewell. Should we say something in a funny British accent before we leave? Portobello pot roast. Yeah, I'm going to leave you with a portobello pot roast. Ready? <clears throat> Can we do it at the same time? Three, two, one. Portobello, portobello pot roast. God damn it, babe.